0: Welcome back baby the army welcome back to our channel baby the army hearts to hearts my name is ruth and i'm nicole welcome it is super hot right now so apologies apologies for my drink in my hand because it is super hot <laughs> what's the temp
1: there let me
0: check because we're getting to the hundreds which is ridiculous Ew.
1: yeah honestly same we were in like the high 90s the other day and yeah it's sure like 97
0: it. right now <laughs> and
1: my ac's broken <laughs> so it's fans in my household yay yeah, I guess it is hotter where you're at. It's 73. But man, m- mind you, I don't do I don't not do well with heat. No, Matt, like, once it's even 70s, my skin starts to burn so bad.
0: Welcome back to our channel. We're on episode 98. We are I- two episodes away from 100. 98. What? What? Where?
1: When? Why? How? (laughs) It came so fast. Faster than I thought it would. We're almost to our 100th, which is crazy to think about. It is. But, like, I'm super excited because then literally after we're done with our 100th, then we get to look forward to the 200th episode. (laughs) All right. Let's get to this amazing
0: episode. So I told Nicole this off camera. I have mixed feelings about this topic, and I told her... There's a part of me that I keep wanting to postpone
1: this particular episode. <laughs> well, while that is true, I have been looking forward to talking about this specific album. We will be talking and going
0: through in depth of the wonderful album Veiled that BBB came out. And this is their fifth album they have produced and this is going to be an emotional
1: roller coaster. We're in for a ride. I think Ruth and I both—we talked about it off camera—and it's—it's an emotional record in general for every fan. I don't know. Maybe for newer fans, it's not as emotional. But for at least OG fans and fans that came in like after we stitched, it's it as she put it, it's an emotional roller coaster.
0: It really is. I will admit, I do love the songs, but Jen just really reading into a lot of interviews and Andy's quoting and stuff and just hearing their go- the guy's perspective of making this album. I won't lie. It broke my heart. Honestly, same, which we will dive into here. <laughs> I'm going to just fore- forewarn everyone who's watching on YouTube. I apologize if I have a little teary eye because... When I did this research during this week, when before we got to this filming point, yeah, I was crying because I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) well, here's here and there because I was reading Vale and all the songs and the guys' interviews, and I'm just like, (laughs) you
1: guys will see why, and
0: maybe it will make you emotional too. Let us join the awesome up and down roller coaster when it comes to this emotional record for sure. So we are diving into Veil. Vale. So Veil vale was released on January 12, 2018. Where were you, Nicole, <laughs> in that point of time?
1: Um, I was uh, 24, working a full-time job. Like, I don't know, 2018 was like not a good year for me despite that album being released. Um, but I think what's really crazy about that album being released is it was four years after the fourth album. That is true. They did have yeah. a long, they did have a long break between four,
0: to self-titled, and with this, which everyone was just kind of curious what was going on. I I did read that. I almost forgot about this. That the DVD "Burning Alive" that DVD was released in between those projects, the self-titled and veil. So that was kind of a fun fact. I almost forgot. Yeah, I believe
1: that came out. in like- Yeah, that came out in, like, 2015, the Alive and Burning DVD. Mm -hmm. It's so crazy to think about when Black Brides came out with We Stitch in 2010, Set the World on Fire in 11, Wretched and Divine 13. Yeah, so it was very bizarre to have a four-year gap. In a way, despite Andy doing his solo projects.
0: Which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit with this album, too, with it. Um, Yeah, I was the same age, 24. I was living in Menachee washington because i was in my finishing up my first year as an educator so i do remember when the album came out and i'm like whoa hello BVB. i haven't heard from you in a while (laughs) i do remember their first single it was the uh mm, the last one i think it's the first one i came out for the pup for the release yes or no i want i read two things Mm -hmm. i read the outside. Then I heard the Last of Us, so I don't know which one's right.
1: <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, the first you know single, Blackpool Brides YouTube channel, it's the last one that shows up first. <laughs> See, that's weird because from the research that I did, the last one actually came out in September of I think 2017. But the uh, the very first single that got released, oh never mind. Um, I know for a five, was the Outsider because that got released in December of 2016. I got my
0: notes wrong. She is correct. It was The Outsider.
1: <laughs> yes. And, okay, but the only reason why I really remember that is because the AP magazine mm-hmm. did, like, this huge bundle release for The Outsider where you got, like, a poster and a tote bag. I couldn't afford it. I didn't get it. <laughs> that was the first time where I actually could afford the AP magazine. Normally, I could never afford them, but I, I was so determined to get that. I was so happy. But that was, you know, think about it. The single released, the first single was released in 2016. And then that album does not come out until three years later. I know they were 16, like teasing us so. like it they just toss that outsider out there and then like, new album.
0: It's been a year. What's going on?
1: Uh
0: I do remember when I first listened to this album, like, okay, I will admit, I know I mentioned this when we went over four, that four you know i again good album it's just my least favorite from all of theirs and so because i was because it came right after wretch divine so i was thinking okay four is going to kind of continue on or maybe be in the same level as wretch and divine which i will admit i did say in the episode it wasn't but it was still good i want to clarify that when veil vale came out and i listened to it veil vale was what i was expecting from from four this is what I was expecting from. So when I heard Veil from the top, from the first to end, I was satisfied. I was like, this is
1: what I was waiting for. This is what I was wanting. Veil is a no-skip album. It's one of those you li- you listen from start to finish.
0: You kind of have to because I guess you could consider it as a prequel to the Wretched and Divine, the Wild Ones era, because it does, because in the first interlude, that name I can never pronounce in Latin. <laughs> Incipens Adphenam or something. Incipens <laughs> something. Ad it does talk about Andy's opening up again, which is what he did in the Russian Regin- Divine. So I'm like, oh. and so when I heard him talking, I'm like, oh my God. And then when I saw the album, part one and part two, and I'm like, this is like Russian Divine. Oh my God, are they coming back with this? That's why I completely freaked out. And I was like, I was like giddy in bed, listening throughout the whole album. It was just like so satisfied.
1: And I was like, this is what I was waiting for. I don't care what it took four years. I don't care what it took. <laughs> <laughs> took four years, but honestly, it paid off for them mm-hmm. because it's a fantastic album. I feel like every song on this album is extremely powerful and does have, have a strong message in each one as well.
0: And I do know the very first music video that came out for this album was, of course, Wake Up. Ooh,
1: I know, which that Wake Up was also one of their singles that was released on the album as well. I think that one was the last single to be released before the album came out. I
0: think you are correct. I do remember watching the music video for Wake Up and I was just like, what are we in now?
1: <laughs> I know. So before the music video Wake Up came out, I did. I was able to get like a sneak peek at uh, the song Wake Up, but only like, only like the chorus part. Dan <laughs> had sent me like the, the link for it. It wasn't the full song, it was just a snippet, but I, I had to do a reaction video to it and you know how embarrassed I was because that was at a time where I wasn't comfortable like filming so I was like oh god but I was like but I I love that I get like clip of it I did, I did see some fans of that around
0: on like I think it was Facebook and a little bit on Instagram didn't haven't quite joined Twitter quite yet I like was kind of there here and there but wasn't like full in in it and I was just like oh these lucky fans literally I was just like how does one fan do that like how I volunteer
1: <laughs> yeah no i thought it was pretty cool and then i think their other they only had two music videos for yep, bail right because the other one was when, when they, they call, call my name, name. So- two videos yep wake up
0: and then when they yeah. call my name which is by the way i feel like bvb army anyone who's watching is that wake when wake up <laughs> when they call my name music video i know it's like a concert type music video but it's so well done i loved every single part of it and i know chris bearsack himself here and there on in twitter has been trying to get the views up on that music video and i completely agree because i almost because like it's a beautiful music video i love what whoever edited it i don't know the team or the producer who did it but whoever did film the shots and editing and everything did a phenomenal job and i just like Oh, it's such a good one.
1: Yeah, I feel that that music video is underrated for sure, and I'm honestly quite surprised that the live music videos don't do as well. Because for me personally, like the way that I look at it when I watch those videos, for anyone that hasn't been to a blackville Bride concert, that shows them exactly what it's all about.
0: It's like a sneak like this is almost like a sneak peek, like these are what they are doing during tour. and Unfortunately, you didn't get get a chance to go, or you just couldn't go. Yeah. Like, this is what's going on at that time of the era. So like, when, the, when they called my name, Ysabirda came up. It was, wasn't that during the Resurrection tour then, I believe?
1: I want to say yes. And did they play that live for same. you? Did they? Yeah, same. I was so happy.
0: Happy. I was like, dude, I was bawling when he started singing. When when they call my name, sounds and everything started playing. I'm like, oh, I started freaking out. I was like, oh my god, they're playing when they call my name. I was like,
1: oh. I was, I didn't, cause like it is such a much slower song, which is why I didn't think they were gonna play oh, it. I and that's it. also let's say it's also the same tour where they also played Lost It All, so it's like hello. I mean,
0: okay, I know we're we're going to point A to point B here, but we're here at Re- Resurrection Tour. Yes, Resurrection Tour was definitely uh, the Veil album for that tour. They toured with Asking Alexandria and also Crown with the Empire, I want to say, was their opening act for the Resurrection Tour. Um, yes, I think it's correct. I could be wrong, though.
1: I honestly do not remember, <laughs> but I
0: think <laughs> you're correct. <laughs> this album came out. Their logo was still the same, but they had the V- In red, I remember that in particular, and I thought that was such a cool and amazing thing that they did to their logo, and that was pretty much everywhere in that resurrection tour, like the the VIP passes, the stage, and everything. They had that V, the red V, and I'm just like, I am living for this. I remember that tour. They came out with all of their stuff, and then it was just everywhere. Even like CC's drum set had the V in the Morning Star type deal with the red V all around and everything. I was like, it was so cool. I do remember when they called my name was played. Call oh, my name, Lost Wake it Up off. Wake Up. I can't remember.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think remember. what they played from that album.
0: But that was that concert I would say was the veil horror for them because it recently just came out. I went, I think February. Yeah, it was February when I went to that concert
1: mine was in january yeah so you okay month of the release of the album <laughs> yeah, yeah. Though, <laughs> i know i can't I, I was that's why i was getting so happy because i was like yay these like past few concerts they've been coming like at the beginning of tour i was like
0: yes <laughs> that concert was amazing i it was a, a very emotional rep first VIP too. so that yeah, yeah i do remember that a lot
1: <laughs> Gosh, so it's just a whole emotional roller coaster for you in general
0: yeah okay you don't yeah. understand no love is an emotional radical like i don't want to get into this but i have to i mean okay let's just start with yeah. baby set let's start with baby set for those of us who yes. don't know veil is a transition for latin which means be well be strong which
1: i also got that tattooed on me as well i got like this coffin be well be strong i loved it so much and like i said like 2018 was so rough so like it came like during the perfect time when i needed it
0: and i didn't know veil was latin until i recently looked it up in interviews and stuff where i saw be well be strong (laughs)
1: i'm right there with you i had no idea
0: (laughs) so there was that and so okay so it was latin got it and then uh going throughout the project i did get this quote from andy i think it was loudwire interview I can't remember on the top of it but he said we hope to continue to inspire our fans and
1: friends to embrace their own individually and inner strength in this album I guess kind of leading into that then because I don't think I read mine from Loudwire I think I I need to start (laughs) writing down the article (laughs) but that that quote that you had read I think that was like that was something that I know Andy had stated after he was making mention of really what the whole album veil is about i read that andy during an interview that he did explain that the entire record itself is like the fear and turmoil of the recent election that had happened Mm -hmm. in that happened in 2016 and he said that kind of surfaces in all the veil tracks
0: Yeah and I did see that too and when this album was released it got number one spot in iTunes for top rock album charts and when it did release uh, Wake Up got around 3 million views on YouTube when the music video was released and the single My Vow got around 1.3 million streams on Spotify. Damn
1: well and this album what I also read that it was one of the most anticipated albums of the year they said. Mm-hmm. i can see why though <laughs> oh i know we were all okay we were, we just... were... fans were waiting we were waiting baby
0: like you teased up with that first single of the ice outsider 2016 i'm like cool we're gonna get it in like in a couple months no okay 2016 passed. we're in 2017 I don't know. 2018, boom! Thank you. <laughs>
1: you know, I literally started to think, oh, they just dropped like just a random song. I was like, that's it. I
0: literally thought they
1: made a mistake and like, was this a cover? Or was this an EP? I know, yeah, EP. There we go. That's what I started to think. I was like, well, maybe it's just a one song EP then. Until we got the other singles, like towards the end oh, of 2018, getting them <laughs> just slowly. <laughs> so you know they were slowly pushing out the songs, but it's as I was like, once again, well done. It. <laughs>
0: It was amazing. Um, I know a lot of articles have said, like, and even BBB have said themselves, with this album, this was a pre- prequel to Wretched Divine era. It's like for the whole concept of Wretched Divine with the um, the titles that they got the prophet the destroyer the mourner the mystic and everything else um it was like a new chapter for them into this other new it's in the same universe veil and Divine. i guess it is so it's like a new chapter in their lives so what's going
1: to happen to them exactly it's just like how do we describe it in era? it's a whole new era which i wanted to ask you like you know how we always say like the wild ones era the fire era the monochromatic what era would you say this is I honestly have been trying to think about it. I actually
0: posted this on my Instagram story, asking fans, like, what would you call this era? And I found a good one, which I think, you know, that kind of works for this one. Mm -hmm. One was the transition era.
1: (gasps) That also breaks my heart, though. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. The beginning of a new era, the dawning of a new age. Oh, my gosh. Transition era. The
0: transition era. I mean, I think you know it works for it because it did I don't know the, how the saying goes it did close a door but another door opened for another opportunity for BVB in itself and Nicole and I won't go into great detail when it comes to this particular thing with Veil but for those of us uh here's a question Nicole did you by any chance get to it just happened during the pandemic BVB did an
1: acoustic uh online concert did you see that by any chance part of me wants to say yes but one. Once again, didn't see it live.
0: So uh, the acoustic, I don't remember when it came out, but I know it was during the pandem- pandemic year where BBB did an acoustic timeline from the start to where they are now. And it was all acoustic. And between each album they would transition to, they would speak about it. And so it was amazing just to see from the first album to the second, third. Yeah, yeah. And then they got to Veil. Vale, and that's when they did open up and t- told us about things that happened how they were feeling during veil and it broke my heart like i was a little girl crying watching them hearing them speak about their points of view of making this album and performing some of the songs acoustically and i mean it's no surprise i mean andy's kind of said this already in interviews already during the making of veil everyone was kind of apart they were disjointed it's like they weren't them they Actually, when making this album, everyone was apart. No one was in all together in the studio like Wretched and Divine, where they were all in the studio working their butts up. With Veil CeCe would do his drum parts. Jinx and Jake would do their parts in their places. Andy would come in to sing. The other guy did his own thing, too. But no one was none of them were all together in the studio all at once making this album everyone was apart and i do remember when cc an acoustic uh concert he even said like we were all apart like i would come in do my drum sets for a particular son song and stuff and then the producer whoever was helping them was like okay thank you you're done and cc was like that's it he's like mm-hmm. and then yeah he just, he just felt weird about it he didn't like it
1: and i just find that strange in general like for that to have happened to them because you know every time that I've ever f- seen bands to go into the studio they're always together
0: or at least a couple of them are together but no they were yeah. like individually doing their own thing for every song none of them came together to work on a song it was all <sighs> part, individual
1: it's so sad <laughs>
0: And I know that Andy also did a lot of interviews too, with Loudwire, and I'm sure Kering and Rockstown were. I know we I don't remember what episode we mentioned this, but we kind of did where the last song from this <laughs> album, not the last one. <laughs> inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the <an> inside joke. <laughs> the last song, number twelve, is "Veil," and it says in parentheses, "This is where it ends," and it's a very slow song and it's exactly this name's the same song as the, as the album and i do remember first listening to that crying mess but then i had to re-listen to it and listen to andy's words and then i do remember like being like like okay this is where i was i was 24 in my bedroom still in my pjs and early in the morning listening to this album and when Vale finished i started bawling and I was, like, asking the universe, the BBB gods, of, like, is he saying goodbye? No, there's no, no. I refused to believe it. I really did. And then I saw all these other friends saying, he's saying goodbye. This is the end of Blackville Brides. This is the end. Why else would he call this album Veil and name this song this is where it ends. This is literally a goodbye song. He's ending it.
1: Honestly, like same thoughts as you pretty much. Um, I, but it's one of those, I like immediately like looked at my husband and I was like, you don't think, you know, and you know, of course he's t- trying to tell me, no, it's just a song, you know, he's like, I could ha- have any other meaning, but like a part of me because, and then I got it stuck in my head where I was like, yeah, yeah, the solo projects are just side projects because everyone had their own side project yeah. going on. And I was literally trying to sit here and think, yeah, it's just like. Even though, like, we all know that Blackville Brides puts in a lot of meaning into their songs. I literally didn't want to, because every fan was thinking the same thing. I was seeing it all online and I thought, but in my head, I thought everyone was saying it just because of the solo projects. So I really didn't want to believe that that was going to be the end of Blackville Brides. So I I held up hope. I'm not going to lie. I was, I I refused to believe that it was going to end there.
0: I was in complete denial. Like, there was a, sh- like, it was 50-50s trot. Like, there was a part of me like, no, this is the end. He's saying goodbye. This is the end of Blackbird's five albums. That is it. And because this album came out after Andy did his first solo project, The Shadow Side. And for fans who don't know, or let alone read his book, we don't have to understand. Andy did admit that he did drink a lot at his young age. And when he made The Shadow Side album, his first solo project, completely sober. That was the first record he did sober. And so when he did Veil, vale, he was still sober. So that's I'm sure was a very new experience for Andy making a record completely sober.
1: Mm-hmm. Want to point out Andy, your vo- voice obviously sounds incredible in your previous albums, but there's more of a grunginess to your previous albums and in like the Shadow Side and the newer ones like your it once again your voice is beautiful either way, but we really love the tone of voice that you have when you're sober.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a huge difference. Like, your voice is very mm-hmm. beautiful. And I can only imagine your processing went into making veil for the fans and your friends. This is like, I'm completely sober. You're more, I'm sure you're more focused, more aware of things, aware of your emotions and everything. And making veil was, I'm sure, very challenging just because
1: you were just with your emotions making these album making this album i can't speak <laughs> yeah and i and i agree with you on that because for people who haven't heard the shadow side it's so so different from a re- a regular blackville bride album obviously blackville brides albums are much heavier so congratulations to you andy like and i'm sure it was a lot easier to like as you said not only to control your voice but to hold notes as well
0: and i won't go into details about this uh but i know fans obviously have had their soapbox moments i personally have between my friend group and just me myself and i when it came to this album and a certain past member bruno um yeah <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno we don't talk about Bruno no no no
1: <laughs> I know hey, some... you gotta sing
0: it <laughs> uh long story short there have been I actually when this album came out after Andy did his solo project the shadow side I saw things on Twitter where fans were like I don't well at the time there were rumors saying like oh it's Bruno's fault it's Bruno's fault because he doesn't do anything he does he doesn't do basically and stuff and he's the main reason this is the end of Black of and at that time i didn't really think much about it because i didn't know anything at the time no one did actually i know some fans didn't like him and stuff and again we just didn't know what was going behind the scenes and then for those fans who do know if you don't you can look it up but um Again, I'm sure there was a lot of challenges and struggles the guys faced when making this album with themselves and their personal lives and everything, which was probably the reason why they were so not connect apart from each other, not just musically, but just like probably even personally, like they just couldn't. They were in this rut. They were in this very bad rut,
1: and they just couldn't get out of it. Unfortunately, for a while. And to be honest, like I never saw. The things online about bruno I, I never like really read into any of that but i can say i did experience that firsthand at the resurrection tour when i noticed he just was not playing the bass at yeah. all and i was like what is happening he's just yeah. running around yep
0: i did experience that too during the resurrection tour uh ever you could tell cc was doing all you know whip laughing on the drums you could tell andy was singing with his voice you could tell that jinx was doing his his part with the guitar and violin you could definitely tell jake was doing a lot when it came to bruno and i had to act after watching seeing the concert i actually zoomed up at bruno and looked at his hands he's literally just holding the guitar and not even playing he's like he's just pointing a lot he's like yeah 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 Mm-hmm, throwing the pics and stuff and i'm, and I'm just looking at his hands and he's like is your guitar even on yeah every
1: every other member was literally pouring their heart and soul into each show and bruno was just not giving a single f-
0: nope and i saw that i didn't really think about it much i honestly thought like maybe he's having an off day maybe he's sick or something i don't know and then you know when things came out it's like that explains a lot
1: and i agree i i didn't once again i didn't think anything of it either i just thought it was strange i was was like okay i don't i don't know for some reason in my head during the show i started to think of like past concerts i'm like oh it's just bruno being bruno
0: i don't know i mean truth be told i was never a fan of him i just never liked him since the first time i yeah. that heard of him saw him i'm just like okay cool <laughs>
1: fan I'm at not- first until i heard everything and then i was like okay yeah no longer a fan of him and that's all i'm gonna
0: say with bruno is that i was never a fan of him never really liked him and i will admit i did get a bi- bad vibe from him not knowing him not speaking to him just just got a very bad vibe from him
1: (laughs) and I think for a lot of fans that might that are watching that like are kind of questioning what's going on um I think it's something that maybe you guys should probably like look up
0: yeah I know for the newer (laughs) fans like this is like what are they talking about who's Bruno well it's an inside joke we don't address him by name but it was an ex-member from BBB again please look it up it is there are articles out there of what happened between him and the rest of the guys and everything else but we just don't want to get into details with that because that's not what Blackfoot Brides right now at this point is standing for they don't want to live in the past Blackfoot Brides now is (laughs) 10 times better just saying
1: moving on from this subject though although it's still not moving on to a lighter subject still a little bit sad because you know the veil is a beautifully sad album mm-hmm. um a lot of the research that i did once again was a lot of interviews that i was reading that, that andy was a part of i know i had made mention earlier that the record itself the songs i know he he wrote it after like the election and everything i did read more into that where he kind of andy does talk about he didn't mean or want the album veil to at all be political so he wanted to make the album without being a political statement he wrote the each song was like he wrote the emotions Mm -hmm. and how they relate to the world that blackville brides exist in um and during that time we all know that it was a uh, very hard and you kind of had to definitely defend yourself from the darkness around you and that's what andy wanted the, the album to be about
0: mm-hmm. uh let's go through the album because i i should say the songs because i literally have a list here uh where is it from it's from kering And where they go by through each song and what Andy or the guys have said about what each song means. So we have the intro, the lovely Latin words. I can never pronounce correctly, so I'm not going to even try. (laughs) Where we hear Andy's voice and stuff. Um, He's just opening the album. And then we go into Wake Up. Kind of a signature song in the Army. They play this song a lot in a lot of concerts for their opening. Oh, Faithless too. But Wake Up is another popular one.
1: Sorry, real quick did they did they not put the last one on there so i was gonna say after like the opening i thought it was the last
0: oh, one. okay this is what they did they put the weird intro slash the last one together that's weird okay oh okay i was like what was it <laughs> yeah they put the last one with one which is okay why would you do okay that's confusing thank you kering <laughs> yeah, wow <laughs> okay sorry last one there we go last one is the my apologies i was just looking at the list here <laughs> no you're good i was just like hmm. says you have a for the last one he says you have a spoken word intro then i think there's something fun about starting the record with the with a song called the last one it is a song i feel sets the tone for the album both musically and lyrically in the same way i am bullet i am bulletproof did for wretched and divine so and so i am bulletproof for wretched and divine in the last one kind of the same vibes that we are getting from those two songs <laughs> Uh, third song or second song i don't even know what to call it. wake up wake up is next <laughs> it does say here like you mentioned nicole what the political stuff this was a mention to it it did say though like for wake up it is similar to the veins of fallen angel it got that same quality of sorts of song that you just can't wait to get out and play live it's the same vibe for like we scream we shout we are the following like, whoa, wake up whoa, do, 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 wake up it's like almost like that pumping get ready song going
1: and i and i feel like i just mentioned with the political vibe the music video like speaks yes, for itself hundred so. i would agree with that uh when they
0: call my name <laughs> love the song i've loved this song mm-hmm. so much it says here like this is a song that's really dear to me. It was dealing. It was about dealing with my anxiety and having my wife help me to do the things and helping me through these scenarios. On this album, I found myself writing more and more honestly and openly about different sorts of issues,
1: which is probably why I f- love this song. <laughs> I was about to say, like when you go that deep, like this song turns out to be so beautiful, and I can honestly admit, in two thousand, um, yeah, two thousand eighteen, like towards the end. Or not even towards the end. It was actually when the single got released in 2017. But that song helped me out tremendously. It it was a needed song. The Outsider. Uh. So this song again, going with the political thing,
0: was uh, written during the Democrat debates. Unfortunately, when he was writing this song, um, and hearing all these issues about personal civil liberties and gun control gave me an interest jumping off. Give me an interest jumping off point. To write this song basically. <laughs> and it was obviously the first album that was released, the uh, first song that was released it. And it was interesting to see your, your reaction to this song. <laughs> Dead Men Walking. I just wanted to hint. Dead Men Walking, correct me everyone, Nicole, is the longest Black Philbride song ever.
1: <laughs> yes. What is it lasting at like eight minutes?
0: So it says here, Dead Men Walking is the big long seven minutes. <laughs> i don't think it's i don't know because well, it's, it's weird because it goes into transitioning to the well it has that overture part too at the end mm-hmm. with, with jean so i guess yeah,
1: yeah i guess it's like okay. Fine. yeah i mean i would consider that to be all one to be honest mm-hmm.
0: uh this song was written the day after the presidential uh, presidential sorry election <laughs> um this was a very mm-hmm. taxing time and i was going through these issues being newly sober and all the things sorts of coming together to- into this song
1: yes and i would just like to point out that dead man walking is my favorite song um i just think it's so melodically beautiful
0: it is very beautiful i cry actually i think after listening to the first one i wanted to go on a drive just nowhere just drive around and I literally remember just turning up the volume in this on my car and putting that song on and just driving around town at
1: night listening to that song. But you know, and that's the thing is that song that slow build that leads into overture too just makes it that much more amazing. Um our destiny. So
0: this so Andy says this was supposed to be an Andy Black song apparently. Uh I remember playing it for Juliet in the car and she goes, oh is that a new Blackfoot Bright song? And then he sent it to Jake and Jinx to do their thing on it. And it ended up being one of his favorites from this album. See,
1: I'm not gonna lie. I really could not. Like, I think I can't see it as an Andy Black song because I've already heard it as a Black Veil Bride song. But if I were to actually sit down and think about it, if I heard that just based upon the heaviness of it, I couldn't see it being an Andy Black song.
0: Well, I definitely... What made it black Brides was obviously the talents of Jake and Jinx putting their skills to it too.
1: So I was going to say, obviously, I know that instrumentally it has changed when they turned it into a BVB yeah. song, but I think it works as a Black Veil Brides song.
0: King of Pain. So I didn't know about this one. So this is kind of fun to learn about this song. Uh The title is a tribute to his favorite band, uh Aco- Acolyne Trio. Did I pronounce that right? Oh, Trio. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So there was a police song called King of Pain, but to me, it it's a play on Acyline Trio's Queen of Pain, which is the first song I ever played as a Blackfoot Brides on a stage in high school
1: high school battles of the (laughs) bands. There you go. Well, and I also want to point out, I do think King of Pain is like the most underdog song on that album
0: i would agree yeah because like i was trying i'm like when i was looking through this was like you know i i literally i had to go on spotify to play king of pain just to remember how it started because it's like how does that song start again
1: i honestly forgot i love king of pain honestly it's definitely has to be in like my top five (laughs) my vow is the next one so it says here uh it seems
0: like it may be be a very pointed specific and angry strong but in reality it's me talking to them talking more broadly about my personality type and people I found were surrounding me. In my drunken phase, I feel there were uh, sniff- uh, Andy used big words. I can't pronounce this. (laughs) Stop that. I'm going to say toxic people. It's the same thing. Around me. And
1: it's it's about not letting them sway you. And also fun fact about my vow. That is the first F-bomb that was dropped on a BBB album. I remember you
0: saying that a long
1: time ago in past episodes. Yep. This yeah. is an inside joke.
0: Every... Nicole, you make me laugh every time. Ballad of the Lonely Hearts. Remember, it's Ballad <laughs> of the Lonely Hearts, Nicole. Ballad <laughs> of the Lonely Hearts. I know. Here's to the...
1: I know. Here's I always... Like Ballad got of this. the Lonely Hearts, Nicole. <laughs> you have to go back into previous I episodes to understand. You just the like, Here she singing a full song just
0: to get to <laughs> Loudly totally hearts and the ones that never change what's it called <laughs> uh, it says here uh when he, uh when I was younger I faced a lot of scrutiny about what I was able to do and achieve most of my people and bands who were awful about bvb in the early days have fallen now and fallen by the side wayside so this is my selfish talk song to them
1: <laughs> and I, I I love that song too it's so catchy and it's actually one of my other friends favorite songs off the album too they are in love with that song
0: I'd never be. <laughs> every time, every time I hear that song, I think of, this is what I see, Nicole—just you with your arms. <laughs> I know that I know. I'm like I can tell you the lyrics, but the title of the song is not coming out. Wow! All right, throw the first stone. It's next one. Um, again, this is about the idea that we're that there are people who are just not good for you. It can be hard to spot them, but then when you, oh, sorry, words are words are hard for me apparently but when you do the balls of yarn starts to unravel and you go why was i even hanging out with those people cut the to toxic people out of your life it's a hard thing to do but you're going to be much healthier and mentally stable
1: i maybe this is just my personal opinion but off the album i want to say that throw the first stone and the outsider i mean my vow too but i still i strongly think that uh throw the first stone and the outsider are the heaviest tracks
0: and then, last but not least, we get to Veil. Vale. This is where it ends. It says here, it's the end of the story, the story of the Wild Ones, which we established on Wretched and Divine. And to me, it's the perfect book ending. It's obvious not the intention, but it. it but if it was the last song I ever made, it would be pleasing. It would be a. It would be a pleasing way to go out.
1: It's a beautiful way to say goodbye.
0: I do remember in an interview that andy did when they asked him about veil the last song he said that after the song was you know finished and touched up and polished uh he played it in the car for his parents and i think he was in cincinnati ohio when he did that he made everyone cry in the car because you know like this is like everyone knows in the army like Andy wanted this. This was his huge passion. It's still his huge patch passion. Black rides, PvP. It's his f- passion. It is his baby. He worked hard for it. He pulled up with bullies and people putting him down and telling him it's never gonna happen. He, st- he still gets criticized till this day, which I find bull, but whatever. I'm not gonna get into it. <laughs> but um just the fact that I'm so happy it didn't end. It wasn't goodbye, but I'm it just the fact that it could have been the end it could have been done that was it that this album could have been the last black Bull brides album the resurrection
1: tour could have been the last black Bull brides tour i don't even like thinking about that to be honest and, and it's so hard for me to think about that like even to this day because once again everything that you just, just stated this was his passion his dream wanted this since he was a literal kid i held out so much hope and i thought this isn't the end. I was like, there's no way. I was like, he has fought and worked so hard to come this far. I was like, there's no way he's stopping. There's no way it's ending. And and I'm really glad that it didn't. Uh, I'm glad that I held out hope. But like, that's why when I think about it now, it's so hard for me to even like like feel the emotions of sadness back back during that time. Because I, I literally was like, no, it's not ending. No, it's not.
0: I know there was a little part of me that's like you said still hang on to hope but that I was honestly I put myself through those emotions just to get me prepared just in case it was there was going to put out a statement saying like thank you for all the years this is far but you know dude whatever what that was like this is the end this is this is it I would be somewhat prepared for it I guess that's why I kind of intentionally purposely put through all the emotions and went through them and just thinking like well, that could have been it that could have been it and stuff that way if they
1: were going to put out a statement I was somewhat emotionally prepared for it <laughs> you were doing the smart thinking I was setting myself <laughs> up to literally fall because <laughs> if, if, if anything if it did if it was the end I would have been an emotional wreck and I'm sure like everyone like even I know like the
0: guys were so apart disjointed with the whole making of this album and i'm even sure they even they even because i know god i can't remember you know how the phantom tomorrow came out and like i think they only released two episodes of bbb t- talking in the podcast about the phantom tomorrow do you remember that yeah we, just talked- two. Yeah. yeah we talked about the first one um in the first episode like they got they asked the guys like you know veil vale, like they were all thinking like that was it like cc thought it was it like cc was like okay i guess i should be looking for something else because everyone jake Jinx and cc thought like this is it. We're done. It's BBB. The whole, this whole book chapter closed. And they were just trying to think about what they were going to do next. Like, Thank God now. for
1: our Redeemer.
0: <laughs> Redeemer, Lonnie? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know you mentioned, when they call my name, what do you have to say? That's your favorite song from this album. It's my second favorite song off the album. Oh, well, what's your first? Sorry. Get a man walking. Hotel to switch around i know you're good (laughs) i guess we're twitting because deadman walking's mine too now what's your second when they call my name
1: (laughs) yes we are twitting okay okay so can i ask why those specific two are your favorite so
0: when it comes to dead walking i know it's a very long song i was not mad at it though because like you know i don't look at my phone or cd when i'm looking at the time limit i'm just there for the music and just going for the ride yeah. and so when dead walking just kept going on and on and on i was like looking at my watch i'm like this is over two minutes like my mind went to i know we mentioned this a long time ago with another fan my mind went to like they did a queen thing with um oh what's it what's it Bohemian rhapsody oh yeah yep yep (laughs) where i'm like my mind went to a queen i'm like oh my god they did a queen thing oh my god i love this they need to do more long songs that's what my brain process was but when i listened to dead man walking and just how the tone was like it's like it's not it's not slow but it is slow if that makes sense oh yeah but i don't know i just got vibes again from lost at all like it kind of builds you up you go through this journey with the song and at the end it goes it leads you straight to the overture with jinx's beautiful vo- violin skills i don't know it's just like a very comfortable hug it's like again Desire Vu from lost is taking you through this journey and you just want to be hugged and Secure and comfort, and that's what I got from *Dead Men Walking*. When they call my name, obviously Andy, of what we just discussed, talked about his anxiety and the demons and battling with the struggles with it, and so that really spoke out to me. What he when the whole music video came out and the song and the tune of "When They Call My Name," I'm just like, yes, 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 agreed with the anxiety and this everything that comes with it. <laughs> that it sucks, unfortunately, when we do have the anxiety, it attacks come us and. The overthinking, the voices, the darkness, the demons, however you like to call it. But anxiety sucks, but there are ways to get through it. You don't have to go through it alone. There are certain techniques or anything anything small, big, to help you get through it till these calm down a little bit. And And that song definitely helped me a lot during that year because... 2018 still battling with the legal system after speaking up against my childhood and the whole justice system so definitely listen to that song a lot when straight up wanted to give up and let the monster win
1: <laughs> for me i mean i know i've dived into a little bit with dead man walking personally it's my favorite because i think the whole song is beautiful from start to finish i love that it is a slow build and has ruth put it it's slow but it's not it, it's so fascinating But it's just such a beautiful song from the lyrics to Andy's voice to the instruments. It's such a well done song. Um, But when they call my name, and and I'm almost surprised that when they call my name isn't my first favorite. Um, There's something about Dead Man Walking where I'm like, (laughs) but when they call my name meant so much to me. And you know, the thing is, when I first heard the song, I did not know about the anxiety part that Andy had discussed and for me personally like I think that's what made me love it even more as I was like oh you know that came at a time when I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and depression and stuff like that and it helped me in 2000 oh, let's see, came out it came out end of 2017 but to be honest like I was having like the most terrible life since 2016 uh, so for that song to be released it just meant a lot lot to me personally because you know my husband and I both suffer from like anxiety and depression and it's kind of one of those like it seemed like we were always off balance one is on their high while the other's on their low and while I was on my high he was on his low at times it felt like there was almost like nothing that I could do to bring him up and so when that song was released it was like I held it so close to my heart because it made me feel like we were going to be able to push through and that I wasn't going to lose him or anything like that. So I really do love that song. I know when you um were reading off like what each song meant, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, Ruth, but didn't Andy also say for when they call my name that he had never actually written a song for Juliet before and that was the first one?
0: Yep. You are correct.
1: It is such a beautiful song.
0: It's a very beautiful song, and I want to hear it live again. I haven't heard it live I'm... after since the Resurrection Tour.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think they've even played it live after the Resurrection Tour.
0: It's such a beautiful song. It's like Lost... Like, B-B-B, uh, you have this next cover time coming up with uh, VV. Just put Lost It All When We Call My Name.
1: Good to go. Okay. I wanted to discuss the album cover with you, though, because I'm pretty sure... Um, I could be wrong, but this is something that I'm pretty positive that Chris had talked to you and I about in Cincinnati with the cover almost being relatable to Andy and those are the demons picking him apart. If you look up photos of this, um,
0: Richard Villa, dear fan of Andy, Mm -hmm. painted this beautiful album cover for Vale. Richard, again, super talented. Again, would like to pick your brain on this, sir. (laughs) (laughs) but um no if andy or any of the other guys have really stated this in interviews what chris has told us about this cover album art um that there's a person obviously in the center of the album and most people like oh it's a crucifixion does look like it um so that's what it looks like and then we see these two demon chibi whatever keep <laughs> uh, gargoyle things right here so there's been we've been i've been told and had conversations with chris that richard got you know i'm sure when richard's painting these beautiful paintings for the art for them i'm sure he has lots of discussions but andy like okay what this era is about like what do these songs mean to you? And I'm sure they have very deep, intense conversations. I'm not going to lie; that's my assumption. Who knows? But I'm sure that maybe Andy did open up about making this album, the struggles, the challenges, and stuff. And so maybe Richard got inspired, like putting this person on the cross. Who I don't know if it's dead, <laughs> but um, um, just there, maybe wilting away and in a way that represents andy
1: yeah the little gargoyles like yeah. just picking him apart
0: it is it's interesting so again richard hi if you're watching or listening we would really love to have you on to really dive into all these beautiful works you have done for black book rides even andy himself too like i want to know your, the story i want to know your art process i want to know what the hell will you use acrylic or oil honestly
1: <laughs> yeah seriously every album besides the phantom tomorrow that unfortunately and not the done remastered we stitch so they remastered as well but I, I just they're all so amazing honestly like when i look at a lot of album covers from bands they do not look oh, anything no. like that like, like you could tell there's something so special this is so about fun. the BBB album like i'm sorry like i'm not i'm not trying to say that no other band doesn't have good yeah. uh, cover albums they do but i feel like theirs are definitely more like standard you know you get like the basic photography yeah, like the of,
0: profile like, of the photo
1: yeah. stuff. like this is there's a story here exactly that's what i really love about the bbb covers is each one holds a story and they're just so unique and different from anything i've ever seen
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm just very happy blackville brides that I know this album may have been a struggle to produce and stuff, but thank you for making it and putting these songs out there. And very emotional roller coaster with this album. I know fans know the history like we do, and other fans are still learning about it. I know fans love this album, some fans dislike it. You have every right, it's your opinion. But this is definitely. <laughs> Again, that transition era, the emotional roller coaster, the emotional record for sure that BBP have put out there for us.
1: I also want to say thank you. Um, mostly because I feel that a lot of bands wouldn't put out a goodbye album, yeah. let alone a goodbye song. So I feel in a way that if that were to have truly been your last album, I just thank you from the bottom of my heart. For for saying a true goodbye to all of us fans i'm glad it wasn't the end though i do
0: (laughs) want to say andy did an interview with i believe is ray j downey the same author who helped him with uh, his book and everything he did oh yeah uh talking about veil and you know andy kind of said like you know in the way this wasn't that wasn't intentionally a goodbye album but it did come like that just because we were unsure what was going to happen in the future and so uh Ryan's uh, said like, oh, so in a way, you think about like these very hit TV shows where they do the finale episode for the season as like the series finale, like because they're unsure they're going to be rebooted or something or or get quit or or canceled. Like they put everything now because they're unsure. So in a way. Just how he said it, like, you know, that makes sense, though. I mean, there was tons of TV shows that who knows are coming back and they put all out in the last episode of that season and it turns out to be the finale. So in this case, this was the finale of BBB
1: question mark at that time. Yeah, I'm so glad we got a new season. <laughs> <laughs> Very so. We want to see more seasons. <laughs> yes, a million more seasons. Million please.
0: until infinity until like you just can't <laughs> is there a way for you guys to be immortal so we can just keep God. getting more people. We'll have to be immortal then if they're gonna be immortal. <laughs> I will say uh this is a complete sign I will say with this album on the back of the I love their jackets FYI when it came to this Album, the studded jackets when wake up music, music video perform. I'm like, I want those jackets. And some fans have some of the lucky jackets. I know Jinx gave his away to one fan, I know Cece gave his away for her
1: uh, foundation for an animal rescue center. That I have always wanted a leather jacket like that, where it's studded from top to bottom. It's like been a huge goal of mine, but God forbid I don't have like thousands of dollars to drop on a leather jacket i'm curious for you are a bvb army what's your favorite song of this
0: album do you like it is it very emotional for you too it is emotional for me
1: <laughs> it's emotional for me as well i i just try not i guess i just once again try not to think of it that way i just love how well done all of the songs are it's beautifully done you did a phenomenal job and
0: glad it's not the end <laughs> BVB army we are here at the fan shout out so this fan shout out actually goes to a lovely fan that we had on during BVB month she was particularly on when we discussed and went into depth of we stitch these wound the very first b- record of BVB. cas shout out goes to you cas honestly yes you were just an amazing fan to talk to like you just like I was honestly surprised what the things you said about this album, like, wow, I could not word that better myself, honestly, like you, obviously, you're a very big supporter of BVB. just how the, the way you speak about them, your loyal dedication, like it really honestly impressed me and just melt, melt, melted my heart. There we go.
1: <laughs> I know, I was thinking, where has she been? What? Like, Because I swear I, I never saw any posts of yours on twitter literally until after you came on the episode i know when i started seeing a bunch i know same here i was like where have you been like hi
0: i love you i want to scoop you up and hold you now and like put you in my little pocket and stuff but i'm like where have you like seriously like thank you for signing up and it was a wonderful opportunity to actually get to know you and hear your opinions and stuff about this album and uh, about yeah the we stitch album and stuff and honestly i hope you're doing well and everything i'm hoping you got tickets for the next concert here for vVB. and honestly you are an amazing person and i can i can honestly say that and shout out goes to you Cass all right BVB army thank you so much for tuning in this episode i know with veil vale, it's emotional for definitely for the og fan just just being there from the start and just seeing this whole process and hearing the guys open up a little bit about it Uh, Hopefully, we didn't get too emotional or too in depth with certain things. But um, we just hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We really actually enjoy diving into every era and albums of these. Uh, we are going to hit the EPs here soon. And then, yes, we are going to get to the fandom tomorrow here, too. <laughs> so, uh, please subscribe to our channel. Follow us on TikTok and Twitter. You can find our podcast on all streaming platforms. Um, Yes, we are on episode 98 here, guys. Next week is our 99th episode. And then our 100th. You're going to want to stay tuned for
1: our 100th episode. Please. Just saying.
0: Stay tuned. We have pretty amazing guests that are going to come on here on our channel so we are super excited to have them on and i can't say much but just just tune in because these guests i'm super hyped to have them on honestly <laughs> hit the subscribe button let them like the notification bell and stuff and bbb army this is where it ends
1: <laughs> oh my <that's crazy. laughs> next week guys okay <laughs> Bye guys.